Hello, I'm Mary, and you're listening to First Pages Readings. In this podcast, I explore reading and celebrate books as cultural messengers. Each episode, I'll read from three books of either fiction, nonfiction, young adult, middle grade, or poetry. Hello and welcome to First Pages Readings, episode 37, and thanks for joining me. Today I'll be reading from three books of fiction. Let's get started. Today's first book is the short story collection, Everything Inside, by Edwige Danticat. With these stories, the author explores the human soul. Her writing reflects the intimate, unique challenges of her characters, alongside their universal commonalities. The stories are meticulously crafted and hold a mirror to the emotional conflicts and complexities of choices made. They are also a love letter to Haiti and to Haitians. The first page of Everything Inside Elsie was with Gaspar, her living renal failure patient, when her ex-husband called to inform her that his girlfriend, Olivia, had been kidnapped in Port-au-Prince. Elsie had just fed Gaspar some cabbage soup when her cell phone rang. Gaspar was lying in bed, his head carefully propped on two pillows, his bloated and pitted face angled toward the bedroom skylight, which allowed him a slanted view of a giant coconut palm that for years had been leaning over the lakeside house in Gaspar's single-family development. Elsie pressed the phone between her left ear and shoulder, and used her right hand to wipe a lingering piece of cabbage from Gaspar's chin. Waving both hands as though conducting an orchestra, Gaspar signaled to her not to leave the room, while motioning for her to carry on with her conversation. Turning her attention from Gaspar to the phone, Elsie moved it closer to her lips, and asked, Kile? This morning, sounding hoarse and exhausted, Blaze, the ex-husband, jumbled his words, his usual sing-song tone, which Elsie attributed to his actually being a singer, was gone. It was replaced by a nearly inaudible whisper. She was leaving her mother's house, he continued. Two men grabbed her, pushed her into a car, and drove off. Today's next book is Crooked Hallelujah by Kelly Jo Ford. With beautiful storytelling around four generations of Cherokee women, this heartfelt book draws the reader into the world of its characters. The character studies are so real we can almost feel their pulse rise off the page. We become witness to the challenges within their family and the external world, including challenges with their religious faith and the loss of indigenous tradition and culture. The first page of Crooked Hallelujah. Book of the Generations When Lula stepped into the yard, the stray cat Justine held took off so fast it scratched her and sent the porch swing sideways. Justine had been feeding the stray, hoping to find its litter of kittens in spite of her mother's disdain for extra mouths or creatures prone to parasites. She tried to smooth cat hair from her lap. She'd wanted everything to be perfect, when she told her mom that she'd tracked down her father in Texas and used the neighbor's phone to call him. That thing's going to give you worms. Lula dropped her purse onto the porch. She hadn't been able to catch a ride from work, 
With a deep sigh, she untucked her blouse and undid the long green polyester skirt she'd started sewing as soon as she'd seen the help wanted sign at the insurance office. Today's third book is Palace Walk by Najib Mafuz. An Egyptian-born writer, his descriptive writing of place and time has been compared to Dickens. Palace Walk is the first book in the Cairo trilogy, which introduces us to three generations of a family, their private and public lives, how they are affected by world wars, and the changing dynamics of their homeland. This is an engaging book full of interesting history told with captivating storytelling. The first page of Palace Walk. She woke at midnight. She always woke up then, without having to rely on an alarm clock. A wish that had taken root in her awoke her with great accuracy. For a few moments, she was not sure she was awake. Images from her dreams and perceptions mixed together in her mind. She was troubled by anxiety before opening her eyes, afraid sleep had deceived her. Shaking her head gently, she gazed at the total darkness of the room. There was no clue by which to judge the time. The street noise outside her room would continue until dawn. She could hear the babble of voices from the coffee houses and bars, whether it was early evening, midnight, or just before daybreak. She had no evidence to rely on except her intuition, like a conscious clock hand, and the silence encompassing the house, which revealed that her husband had not yet rapped at the door and that the tip of his stick had not yet struck against the steps of the staircase. Habit woke her at this hour. It was an old habit she had developed when young, and it had stayed with her as she matured. She had learned it along with the other rules of married life. She woke up at midnight to await her husband's return from his evening's entertainment. Then she would serve him until he went to sleep. She sat up in bed resolutely to overcome the temptation posed by sleep. After invoking the name of God, she slipped out from under the covers and onto the floor. Groping her way to the door, she guided herself by the bedpost and a panel of the window. As she opened the door, faint rays of light filtered in from a lamp set on a bracketed shelf in the sitting room. She went to fetch it, and the glass projected onto the ceiling a trembling circle of pale light hemmed in by darkness. She placed the lamp on the table by the sofa. The light shone throughout the room, revealing the large square floor, high walls, and ceiling with parallel beams. The quality of the furnishings was evident. The Shiraz carpet, large brass bed, massive armoire, and long sofa draped with a small rug in a patchwork design of different motifs and colors. Thank you for spending time with me today. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe.